Happy Sunday, Middle Church. I am Natalie, your digital minister here, and we are just so grateful that you've chosen to worship with us. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Today is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all of those who mother in all of the different capacities that you mother and all the different relationships in which you mother. Some of my friends mother me and I mother some of them. And we also recognize that this is a difficult day for some of you and you are in our prayers. Um, let's go right into our morning hymn, um, but before we do, let's just take a deep centering breath together. And let us worship God. Greetings, Middle Church. It's Mother's Day. And I must say that working from home while my children are learning from home has been a challenge. Deciding who to sit where to do their work, and no matter where we sit, we can all hear each other. I'm sure your family may be experiencing some of the same struggles for space, sound, how to communicate with each other. It can really be hard. But one of the greatest gifts I've received from being at home at this time was really getting to know my children and for us getting to know each other, learning how to share and communicate. And one important thing I've learned is their love languages. My oldest daughter, Madison, her love language is words of affirmation. So she needs to hear from me that she's doing a good job and that I love her. Kennedy, my middle daughter, 
She likes acts of service. So me making her breakfast and serving it to her makes her feel loved. And the baby, Chloe, she likes gifts. So even if it's online shopping, that makes her feel loved to get something special just for her. And you know what? They've also learned mommy's love language. And they know that I feel loved when they do what I ask them to do. So cleaning their room, picking up their toys, makes mommy feel really special. So I want you to think about what makes you feel loved? Really think about how, and put a picture in your mind of what that feels like. And then I'll also ask you to think about what the people in your family need to feel loved. This is a great time for families to take this time out. Jesus said, love thyself as you love your neighbor. Our job is to love ourselves and to love the people around us too. This is a good lesson, especially in the time of sheltering in place. And this is a job of Middle Church too. Good morning, Middle. I'm delighted to be gathered with you today, and as always, I am amazed by the incredible things happening in the life of this church. I want to guide your attention to a few of them in the next couple weeks. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m., Sacred Walker will be leading a movement class called Dance Your Way to Freedom, in which she'll help us move stuckness out of our body. Sitting in front of a screen every day, I know I need that. On Saturday, May 16th, there's a wonderful virtual retreat that the deacons have been organizing called God in the Middle, where they're focusing on moving from isolation to connection. There's a morning session and an afternoon session, so you can find more information about it online. Then, on Tuesday, May 19th, our next congregational book study begins, in which Matlin Gilman will guide us through Howard Thurman's masterpiece, Jesus and the Disinherited. So make sure to put that on your calendar. We know how much everyone is holding right now, so I also wanted to highlight a couple opportunities for care. Particularly, we know that so many folks, myself very much included, are grieving. Whether it's because someone you love died from COVID, you've lost income or educational opportunities to the virus, or are just mourning all of the structural evil that this pandemic has laid bare. So we're gonna be offering a series of five grief groups in the weeks ahead to give space to name what we have lost, to sit in that sorrow. So keep a lookout for notices about those if that's something you need. And you can ask for prayer or request a call from a pastor by going to our online prayer portal. So please know that that resource is always available to you. But part of what it means to be church is also recognizing that our pain is so often intermingled with joy. Every year we celebrate graduates, with, graduates within the church, and simply because folks aren't able to graduate in person doesn't mean that we're not going to celebrate. So if you are graduating this year, whether it's from kindergarten or your doctoral program, 
Keep an eye out for the invitation to share that wonderful news with us so that we can celebrate with you. And now I'll pass the digital baton to Amanda, who will lead us through a time of prayer. It's time now to move into a time of prayer and meditation. Feel the breath in your body, your feet on the ground, and let's pray together. Holy and loving God, we are grateful to wake up to life and breath. We grieve a world ravished by a virus we do not understand. A world ravished by racial disparities as close to us as the West Village versus the East Village. We cry out, how long, O God? And we find refuge in the cries of the psalmist and of the prophets who lament with us. May those of us who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose very lives are at stake. Teach us to be people who offer space and grace for all the ways our hearts bleed. Help us hold one another when we fall, both collectively and individually. For all who call to mind today a mother gone from this earth, may her memory be a blessing and inspire you to continue living in ways that would make her smile. For those living with complicated or estranged relationships with mothers and mother figures, may you be reminded of God's perfect love for you today. For those who are mothers, may you find joy in the faces of your children today. Rest for the moments of exhaustion, Patience for the never-ending days at home in small apartments right now. For those who have lost children due to miscarriage or otherwise, may you feel us holding you. For those who long to be mothers in a biological sense, but have yet to be able to conceive, may you feel not alone in your struggle with infertility your IVF or contraception journey. For those who don't fit into society's traditional definition of mother, but see yourself in that way, may you feel affirmed in your identity. For mothers who are separated from children in cages, both at the border and in prison cells all around the world, may you feel our love, solidarity, and our commitment to working for a better way forward. Lord God, holy, loving, mother, father, other, hear our prayers. And now let's say together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray and whatever language or way that feels right to you. There's an inclusive version coming up on the screen now, should you like to use that. Let's pray together now. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now family, let's get ready to pass the peace of God with one another. May the peace of God be with you. Amen. everybody. God's peace is a gift that we can share with one another. And so I wish you peace now and always. Peace be with you. The peace of God be with you. Miss you, middle. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Smile is the best to fight against fires. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, middle church. Sending love and peace from Southern California. Peace be with you, Middle Church. Just want to wish everyone a big, loving peace be with you during this hard time of this COVID-19. Peace be with you from Brooklyn. Hey, Middle family. I know these are crazy times, so I just wanted to sing you a little message of peace. Peace be with you, Middle family. Peace be with you, everyone. Peace be with you, middle. I miss you so much. I can't wait to see you again and give you a big hug.
Hello friends, today's scripture lesson is found in the book of 1 Peter, and I'm going to read verses 2 through 7. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight, and like living stones. Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, see, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I feel like what, especially the Black feminist writers and Black women writers who who I have read, they have done more than let me have access to smart ideas, though they have done that. They have given me something deeper, like my love and life itself. And they've birthed, they've birthed. Us. Yes. And so they deserve more than just like, yay, that was smart, though it was. Yes. You know, like they, they, what they did as they did it was part of eternal life. So they should be acknowledged in their eternal life now while they're living and for those who have already passed on forever and beyond, beyond the words. But because I do work with words, there, there's almost a performance of it, you know, like, as you mentioned, I have book, I have, I have this book here with the, it, it here called Dub, show that again. Called Dub, and it's, it's a third, a third one, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a third in a, a, a triptych, and it's inspired by Sylvia Winter, especially, and it cites her on every single page, every single, every single paragraph. It's, it's Sylvia Winter, Sylvia Winter, something she emphasized, something she wrote in, in, or gave in one of her, her speeches. And it's still not actually what I'm talking about, but it's a representation to say that, you know, there's just so many that if all, if all I did for the rest of the years that I have, all I used this body for was to just say thank you and then say thank you and thank you and thank you. That still wouldn't be it. Yeah. But I can at least honor that there's that infinitude of grace, love, and gratitude made possible yeah. by what these people have testified to with their lives. With their lives. So to take us just a bit to the revolutionary mothering in this moment in time, I'm not, I'm not the big Mother's Day woman. I, I, my mama's dead three years, bless her, I love her. Um, I didn't get to have babies. I, my eggs were too old. Um, so I'm not like, Mother's Day is the thing. But I love this idea of mothering. I, I, I am a mother. And mm-hmm. the, the earth mothers me. And the writers that have gone before us mother me. And, uh, you know, Alice Walker and Toni Morrison and um, Katie Cannon as a theologian. And yes. Dolores Williams. And like, you know, you just want to say their names, say their names, say their names. Yes. What, Alexis, what can black feminists teach this nation about mothering the world to peace? 
Mm-hmm. I love that question so much. It's interesting <laughs> because there, there's this moment and I'm like, oof, um, because as soon as you say, what can black feminists teach? You know, of course I'm like everything, right? right? And then I also feel that sometimes the way my black feminism emerges and um, identifies itself and the need for it with, within me is how many times I'm like, we already told you, you know what I'm saying? So like, like there, there's, and I remember um, I had a conversation with um, the incredible Barbara Smith, another one of these folks who absolutely, absolutely made black feminism accessible to me mm-hmm. and was a person who dedicated and continues to dedicate her life to it actually being intergenerational. She was like, these books will stay in print, not because they're profitable, but because there are some people who are going to come who are going to need these. And I was one of those people. Um, and she said, um, I think I think it was like 2016 election. She was saying like, if people had listened to Black feminists, you know, like, we wouldn't be in this situation. And there's so many situations that applies to where it's like, oh, wow. Hmm. It has been said. So, um, <laughs> so I'll just I'll say that that was there for me, and I, I wanted to express it so that I can I can also really generatively respond um, to this question that you that I get to be asked, which is which is a huge a huge honor. So I feel that Black feminists can teach the world, and do teach the world. You know, like through our existence, through our ethics of interdependence, through the ways that we care for each other and the ways that we do not draw borders where we could, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but continue to create community, continue even to say the same thing over and over again. For a hundred years, that is, you know, thinking about like, I think about it, you know, like, and and I feel grateful for the intergenerational legacy. I feel grateful for, um, you know, my sister Brittany Cooper being on the news, and I look at her, and I'm, and I see Ida B. Wells. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I see the, I see the through line, and I'm so grateful that there is a through line. And I also see that we're still having to show up and say things that Ida B. Wells did say, yep. super eloquently. Um, so yeah, I think that there's a yes. I think that there's a, a profound yes mm-hmm. that is my experience of black feminism and I'm actually realizing as you mentioned this is um our anniversary and my one of our anniversaries in in our partnership and um one of the first gifts that my partner Sean Godare ever gave me was a um, piece of art that they made and it said black feminism and yes because those are my favorite words of black feminism and yes. And so they made this beautiful piece of art so I could just see that reflected um, all the time. And that's what I see. There's, there's a yes. And I think that it's, it's the yes to that impulse within us that says we can be more loving, that says there's enough for us all to be well. Exactly. You know, that there's a yes to that because that, that, um, that impulse is there, that desire to embrace and be embraced is there. And 
I do think we've been taught that it is dangerous, whatever the word is, inefficient, not possible, silly Mm -hmm. to say yes to that. And so there's a lot of different versions of no that um, these systems, you know, as you asked about it earlier, these systems are all versions of no. They're no to life. They're no to love as life force. Life force. Yeah. No to yeah. life force. Like, exactly. Like and so I, enough, right? Like love isn't enough. But, but that's enough. what it says. That's the story. Right. That's the story. And love is enough. And so I think that if I if I was um like if I was listening to this and I was thinking, how can I learn from black feminism? Like how can I allow black feminism to mother me? into a yes. I feel like that's what I'm testifying to with my life is I'm allowing black feminism to mother me into a yes. I would say, look at, look at it. Look at what black feminists say yes to. Just look, you know, you can look at black feminists who are alive right now and say, what do they say yes to? There are a lot of things black feminists have to say no to. That's right. And in order to protect that deeper yes, right? And I think that there's a loving... I think that there's a loving rage. Like when I think about this daughtering, I think about, I think about Kakuya Shakur and how Asada Shakur describes Kakuya Shakur, her daughter, four-year-old daughter, young daughter, um, who refused to accept that her mother was in prison. She refused, she had tantrums, she screamed. She said, you are not my mother. She would refuse to embrace her and hug her. She said, no, no, no. You could leave here if you wanted to. And, you know, this is a, this is a toddler, um, not somebody who is, um, who is aware of the systemic intersections that cause her mother to be a political prisoner yet. Right. But Asada Shakur believed her. She said, I don't want to teach her that this prison is more true than what she knows, which is that we belong together. And it took a whole bunch of people and and people are still in jail for this to actually make it true what Kakuya said. But they did. And and Asada is free and they got to be together in Cuba. And um, that is, for me, that is one of the miracles of daughtering is that there is a no to prison that is in honor of the yes that we deserve to be each other, that our love is more important than this structure, the prison. And I just, I just wonder about that. I think looking at what Black feminists say yes to, and then I think then this is what Audrey, I feel Audrey Lord was encouraging people to do this all the time. Even people who called into radio shows she was on with like really not, uh, <laughs> not friendly questions. <laughs> um, she was asking them to look to their own deeper yes. And I'm wondering, you know, everybody who's watching this, what is that yes? Like, what is that profound yes? 
And if what you're present to is a no, that is fine because under it, there's a yes. Mm. You know, the reason that we, yeah, underneath it is a yes. The reason that we say no to prison, those of us who are abolitionists, the reason that we say no to, you know, we recently learned about another um, vigilante murder of, of, of a black man running, just living his life. The reason we say no to that, there's a love underneath that because we know that we deserve to be free. We know that life is sacred and that we deserve to be able to live in our freedom. So that's a yes. And what would it mean to honor that yes? Harriet Tubman said, my people are free. And I love it, she said in the present tense and asked herself, what would she do to act accordingly? What are the decisions and actions, and we know the decisions and actions that she did take were incredible and things that other people said were impossible in order to live in alignment with what she knew to be true, which is that we're free. So yes, I, so yes, yes, yes. 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 (laughs) Thank you for you in the world. Thank you for your spirit, thank you for your life, thank you for your yes. Thank you for the connections you make across and beyond and below and around to all creatures and all the work. Your body of literature and your revolutionary mothering and all the projects, thank you, thank you, thank you for you. Hi, Middle Family, Natalie Runyon here. I'm here to do the Join the Movement message today. And I have to say I have a little bit of mixed feelings about it. When Jackie asked me to do the Join the Movement message today, last Sunday, I was a little hesitant because I've had a kind of a strained relationship with God more recently. And I wasn't sure if I was gonna have the words to do the Join the Movement message, but as I've learned, you never say no to Jackie Lewis. So here I am. And to prepare for the Join the Movement message, um, I decided to go for a walk last Sunday afternoon after she had asked me. And it was a beautiful day, beautiful spring day that day. And I connect through my faith and spiritually through music. So I found this random gospel playlist and about five minutes into the walk, this song came on. And it started very softly and the singer the artist had in the most melodic voice said the first two lines of the song and they were, what would you do if he walked into the room? And immediately I felt this lump in my throat and my chest. And then the next line, what would you say if he walked into the room and how would you praise if he walked into the room? And y'all, Less than 60 seconds into the song, four lines, I have tears running down my face. And this image pops into my head of me running towards this figure with my arms out like this, like a child running towards their parent because they haven't seen them in a long time and they're so excited to see them. And as I'm getting closer, I realize that this figure is Jesus and He has his arms out too, and we just embrace. 
and I start sobbing. And in those four lines, I realize I'm reminded that God is here right now. God is here right now. God is here among us right now in this virtual worship. And so my invitation is in the form of a question. How is God asking you to say yes to Middle Church? How is God asking you to say yes to Middle Church? Well, there's several ways that you can do that. You can join the movement and you can do that by going to middlechurch.org and in the top right hand of the corner, you can click the join button, enter your name and email address, and that's it, you've joined our community. You can also donate and that's right next to the join button in the, in the top right hand corner. And we could really use your gifts right now. We have a funding gap of $270,000 that we need to raise between now and June 30th, the end of our fiscal year. So we would appreciate your gifts. There's other ways to donate. You can go to Middle Church's Facebook page and click the donate button there. And you can also text your donation to the 917 number that is gonna be at the bottom of the screen. I miss you so much and I cannot wait to see you soon. Ah, 
Don't you punish me with your brutality. Come on, talk to so you can see oh, what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? everybody, Jackie here once again. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Alexis as much as I did, and you can find more of that conversation on middlechurch.org. What's our takeaway for today? We, all of us, no matter our gender, no matter our gender performance, whether childless or not, we are responsible. It's our honor to mother the world, to nurture the world, to nurture the world as though it is in our womb. 
and to remember that the word for mercy and the word for womb are almost the same. We are called to hold the world inside mercy, inside kindness and love and generosity and grace. So as we do this work, remember that many hands make for light work. We all have a little bit to do to bring out the best in the globe. And we also can turn that mercy onto ourselves. So I'm asking God to bless us and keep us and make her face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us as we seek to turn the world into its best self. Amen. Since you're 